2: Hey there. Welcome to the Eurostep, a Milwaukee Bucks podcast, proudly a part of the Eurostep podcast network and the Blue Wire podcast family. I'm Ty Windish, one of your hosts. I'm joined as always by the lone wolf, Rohan Khadi. He's not a lone wolf. We did a stupid wild animals gag before we started recording. Rohan, how's it going?
3: I'm doing all right. Doing all right. Uh, You know, we had our first like big snow today as we're recording on Sunday. It's a
2: it's here. It's yeah, here. winter is here. It's no longer it coming. Is. It's here.
3: Yep. Oh, that's a Game of Thrones reference.
2: Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. It is.
3: <laughs> I'm clearly a big fan.
2: <laughs> but the Wisconsin what winter. What?
3: You know what else is not coming? Ooh, I don't
2: know. Ooh, what? what
3: <laughs> I messed this up really badly. There's a. I was trying to do a segue that we already did. Our first playback. Oh, room. nice. It didn't really work. It That's okay. Went well, in my well head. playback
2: worked. Playback worked.
3: Yes, playback worked really well. We did one last Thursday for the Raptors game. It was a fantastic experience. There was, it was it went really
2: well. It, didn't was, it did. Yeah, it did. No, I, I was just thinking of the game and us thinking it was over and then it wasn't, but then it was and they lost. But yeah, we had people signing up to get into the Eurogroup Discord. During the game just so they could come hang out and watch the game with us. So playback is kind of like Twitch for sports. You can come watch us watch the game. We have a good time with it. We plan to be on air less and then we just had so much fun. We talked for like three quarters of the game. It was a blast, but you have the option to mute us if you just want to watch the game, which I uh, Don't blame anyone who does that. Uh, but there's also a chat going on with everyone else in there. It was a really good, positive time. So if you want to get into the next one, get in the Discord. All you have to do is screenshot either your five-star review on Apple Podcasts of the show. Got to be five, five. Um, or if you don't have Apple, we understand not everyone has Apple products. Some people too cool for Apple you can screenshot proof that you are subscribed to the Substack, .substack gspn.substack.com, where you get notifications every time we post a new podcast with the links you need to find it. Also, we do some writing on there. I interviewed Sandro mamuke Shveli. Rohan has done some analysis, and there's more coming, I believe, on that note. Um, So subscribe to the Substack, subscribe to the pod feed, rate and review where you can. And send proof of that to us on Twitter at Ty Windish, at Arcadi Jr., at Eurostep Pod, or at Eurostep Pod, or maybe Podcast, at gmail.com. I'll look up which one it is, but if you're not on Eurostep Twitter, pod. Eurostep, Eurostep Pod. Thank you, Rohan. Um, send it to us, get in the Discord, and then Wednesday. December
3: fifteenth, December fifteenth, against the Pacers. That is when our next scheduled playback room is. And it's, it's so fun. It was it so, fun. we got a lot of comments like, oh, it's nice to be able to like have like a hangout space with Bucks fans. Cause I live across the country. I don't really get to watch games with Bucks fans anymore. It was, it was heartwarming. It was nice. It was a good experience. Can't wait to do it again.
2: Yeah. I mean, you got people saying it's 4am here and I'm yelling at this game. Cause that was a, that was a wild game. Um, and it's all li- it's all
3: in sync, by the yeah, way. Yeah, we, we all get Everyone to watch it together. Sync.
2: It's great. So check out playback. But okay, I think that's enough. Enough reminding and shilling, obviously. The people know the GSPN pipeline, it's loaded. There's a lot happening, a lot of pods last week. If you haven't listened, you can go listen back. But we had to sit down and just figure out, Rohan... What's going on? The Bucks have had quite a busy week. It's hard to put it all together. We've had injuries, illnesses, roster moves. So I think we want to sit and take a look at all these roster moves. I think that is a good way to figure out like what's going on with the Bucks roster. What have we learned? You know, 20 plus games in, however many games they played. But first, let's check in on the injuries, because I do think they color some of what the Bucks are doing here on the roster move front.
3: For sure. For sure. Let's start off with, uh, let's start off with Brooke Lopez, right? I know you and Jordan did an emergency pod. If you want to get a full in-depth breakdown of that, make sure you go listen back to that one. But we're just going to read, uh, sort of reiterate, Brook Lopez had back surgery, uh, I believe, last
2: Friday? Uh, it was announced know. Thursday. Thursday. Because we knew going into the Raptors game.
3: Okay. So it was not last Thursday that he had successfully undergone back surgery. Uh, no idea what kind of back surgery, which kind of limits our options on Outlook because it's like you don't know, oh, is it going to be out for like the next five years? Is it going to be like – is it going to be coming back at any point? Yeah. The only sort of tidbit of information we have is that Mike Budenholzer said he, he is not ruling out a regular season return
2: Yes. for Brook Lopez. And Zach Lowe followed that up with reporting on NBA Today or whatever the jump is called now. That It's NBA
3: Today. Don't, it, that's don't, what I thought. Don't okay. compare it to
2: the jump. Well, but, it, okay. Um, it's much better than the Jets, I, That's so. what I hear. That's what I hear. Moody, um, Muzi. But um, I just thought about Perk. Zach Lowe reported there's optimism in and around, or whatever wording people use these days, the Bucks, that he will be back by the end of the regular season. Jordan and I were more pessimistic. I mean, the, the other, you know, over 30 big man who ended up needing back surgery comp to make is Serge Ibaka who has not still really doesn't look the same, and it's been a lot more than a few months. I mean, the end of the regular season, believe it or not, is like, what, four months from now? It's December. The end of the regular season is April. We're not that far from that anymore. Um, so we'll see. Hopefully it's a more of a minor thing, like you said. We don't know. All we can do is say, get well soon, Brooke. Hopefully everything is going well, because obviously back injuries for anyone, much less a seven-foot-tall center, nothing to trifle with.
3: Yeah, and let me remind everyone again that the media rule state that the team must designate a specific injury or illness, which the Bucks are not doing. Back. Uh, yeah, just back. Uh, and, <laughs> ah, this team, this team. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, yeah whatever. And then. Uh, they're getting out of my nerves, I guess. Hopefully it's not a nerve thing with oh Brooke. God, uh, it's, I mean, we, who knows?
2: Back surgery no, could, mean it, it could It could mean anything. Um, The other long-term injury that we know about. I guess one of the, there's another one that we have an actual timeline for, but Dante DiVincenzo still out indefinitely. It looks like, I I believe I saw him during the Heat game on Saturday night in street clothes on the bench, moving around a bit. I think that was Dante and we've seen him like dunking. So he seems to be closer, whatever that means, but no official timeline there. I don't believe he's doing five on five yet either, which is, Usually an indicator of someone being ready to come back soon, but we don't have much info there that's either.
3: The, that's the Bucks' only injury timeline they give. Is, oh, he's playing five on
2: five again. Yeah, But I don't think Dante that's, that's is. A,
3: no, I don't believe so. I haven't seen anything from around the guys who are in shoot around or anything yeah. like like uh, Eric Name or anyone. So, uh, but I you would think, would assume, right?
2: Like if he can dunk, how far could he be? Probably not very far, right? Like I mean, it's, it's dunking's it's, difficult. Yeah, it's like a foot heel thing. I mean, if you could take off, dunk, and land, I I don't know. I mean, I guess like quick quick cutting and stuff could be. Yeah, more. maybe like
3: lateral stuff as well. Yeah, like he, maybe. I don't know. It's but odd, it, but it's he's probably not too far away. Is what we're
2: saying. Yeah, he's, he's probably closer. He's probably closer, yes.
3: which is a good thing. Yeah. You want to see Dante definitely.
2: Obviously. Although I, um, I wonder at how close at one of the roster moves we're going to look at which kind of, to me, feels a Dante-esque player. But we'll we'll move on. Um, Number 37, Shemi Ojolay. I'm saying his name again. I'm dropping the ban. He's too important now. He's too important now. He's too important. Well, if if Brook is out for a while, every big man is a lot more important now. Okay. (laughs) Everyone on the roster, including Mamu, who started a game over the weekend. Like... Everyone is important now, especially with Giannis banged up. We'll get there in a second. Um, I think should only be a week away, according to the original timeline, but for his calf injury?
3: Yes, it was a calf strain. That's something he dealt with in the preseason. That's why he didn't really play in the preseason. We had to wait a while to see his debut. Uh, It just seems like it's been a lingering thing for him, and obviously you want to be cautious about it, especially with calf injuries. Those can be a little tedious because those can – you know get into i'm not saying it is but it can get into achilles yep. things so you just want to be super super careful with those types of injuries uh but luckily we got a timeline for shemi and uh he's only about like a week away like you said so we'll get uh, a reevaluation, an update hopefully i don't know yeah. about this
2: team <laughs> yeah you never uh, know but hopefully that's the i'm gonna
3: yeah. i'm gonna go out on a limb and say i say they do it am i gonna get burned probably <laughs> but i have optimism uh, but there is another player who is dealing with a calf injury and that is that's the big fellow yeah. Giannis he has missed now his second straight game with what appears to be listed as calf soreness i believe was it calf soreness
2: yes right calf soreness as per the sunday injury report the bucks released
3: yeah, so he missed Thursday's game against the Raptors, which was a loss. He missed uh, he missed the blowout win over Miami because it's like, I don't know, whatever. Um, <laughs> I mean, like, no one was playing in that game. Yeah. I mean, Drew and Chris were, but, like, Giannis wasn't playing. Jimmy, Bam, they weren't playing. Just tough. Yeah. It was, it was a weird game. It was a good result of the game. but
2: yeah. Although Miami had two 20 million-plus-per-year players in that game, and they were terrible. Wait, Lowry and Duncan, oh. Duncan and oh, Robinson, yes. four for eighty plus million, and finally had a good game for the, like the first time. I this forgot he makes twenty mil. Oh yeah, he sure does. And Tyler <laughs> Harrow, well on the way to getting there, I'm sure after this year, whenever he's gonna hit free agency. So, not a great sign for their multi million dollar men. Also, hey, we
3: gotta respect it. He's a full time podcast. Let's
2: follow up on one of my preseason takes. One, Kyle Lowry, old. We're seeing it has scored ten less than 10 twice as many times as he scored 20 this year. And my other Miami Heat take, Dwayne Dedman, top four shooter, still leading them in three-point percentage, 60%, I think. Or no, maybe it's not that high. But he is number one on the Miami Heat on very small attempts. But still, he also scored Miami's first six points against the Bucks on threes. So Dwayne Dedman, a sniper.
3: He really is. Uh, this team does not have shooters
2: at all. <laughs> they but. have won Dwayne Dedman, but otherwise. Yes. I
3: remember I remember thinking Dwayne Dedman was Milwaukee's answer at center before they got Brook Lopez. Yeah.
2: Not a he, bad take. He was one of those guys for a while that it was like, oh, every team could use Dwayne Dedman. I mean, he's pretty good. Yeah, he's I mean, solid. he's a dirty player, but Yeah. And also, I don't know, I don't know if it's the beard or what, he just looks so old now. He does. I think he it's the beard. Real. He, he just—he looks like he's been around. He has, but he, it's the beard combined with the shaved head. Yeah, 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 it is. That's heat culture. He just looks like—I I don't know. It's like the aesthetic, like the UD thing. Like everyone should look like they've not played for thirty years.
3: <laughs> I'm surprised UD didn't get minutes in that. Box. Yeah,
2: it's, it's surprising. Yeah, maybe it was a rest. Especially the fact Chippy was—they're gonna need him. Um, it's, maybe it was a game off for for Haslam, but. <laughs>
3: But Giannis, Giannis is out. Like you said, with the Cavs injury report, he is listed as questionable, questionable. Yeah. Which is an upgrade. Uh that just brought me back to when we were just saying doubtful back doubtful? and forth. During, doubtful.
2: <laughs> during, he was doubtful the for the last two games, correct? For correct. I for think right. going into He's both, yeah.
3: Yeah. So there's a chance that he plays uh against the Cavs. A good Cavs team, by the way. Yeah. A very good Cavs team. Uh with they're coming off a bad loss, not a bad loss, but like sort of a heartbreaking loss. So uh, they'll be they'll be amped and ready for this Bucks team. Um, I don't know what to make of this. It just seems like Giannis every now and then for the last few seasons he just misses like two or three games. Yeah, in a row. it's just what happens. Usually it's listed as a knee injury, knee soreness. Now it's calf soreness.
2: I, I wonder. I wonder if this is like. You know how the Sixers just have Embiid play through every possible malady and it always comes back to bite them? I wonder if this is one of those things where on certain teams he would be playing and the Bucks are like, sorry, no. Like there's, you have an elevated risk right now. Your calf is a little bit strained. We're, you're not going to mess with it. Like if we lose some, we lose some, but you're not going to play. Like I do think there are teams and players who maybe he could be playing right now but I think the Bucks smartly, are not one of those teams who plays any sort of games with these injuries. That's just my take on, on what we're seeing.
3: Yeah. Also, Embiid never had surgery on a torn meniscus, by the way.
2: It's, you know, rub some butter on that thing and uh, get back out there, buddy. It's, he's the Giants athletic trainer from like 1950. <laughs> John Johnson. Back before they invented more than one name. John Johnson. <laughs>
3: Um, <laughs> Twitter OGs know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I say like I'm one, but
2: uh,
3: <laughs> but uh, that's definitely a concerning injury for Giannis. Yeah. Any Giannis injury is concerning. Yeah, uh, Usually it's knee soreness. And like I said, now it's calf soreness. We just hope that it's nothing severe. Like we said, he's questionable, so it doesn't appear to be that significant. He was moving around on the sidelines. He's been playing assistant coach. Uh, he's getting ready for the future of his career uh after he's on play and he's going to be coach that I'm calling that right now he is going to be an nba coach
2: we'll see we'll see
3: i mean look at him when he's not playing he's so antsy
2: i guess i don't know what the hell else he would do
3: i mean he said like was it in the gq interview where he said like once i'm done i'm just going back to greece like i love Milwaukee. but like, i
2: can see that. yeah i guess that he's just going to coach the team he played on when he was 18 yeah he might just like start
3: his own basketball league in greece no. Could do that. Yeah. Because he has he has Nike backing.
2: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That would be pretty um, sick. Speaking of sick, transition game <laughs> on 10. Grayson Allen questionable as well with illness. He also he was a very late scratch for Saturday's game against the Heat. Also with illness, the Bucks have it, so if it was COVID, technically, supposedly, the Bucks would have to announce this differently. It's then you enter health and safety protocols. It's not out with an illness. So although infamously, Chris Middleton missed a game with illness and then entered protocols. So I don't think we're out of the woods there with Grayson, although now it has been two days of injury reports where it's just illness and he's still questionable. So hopefully not COVID. Hopefully he is just under the weather, under the weather. Excuse me. Um, but we'll probably... tie over here. <laughs> <laughs> um, we should find out more soon. But obviously, you know, a big loss, especially without Giannis, Grayson, a guy who can make up for some of that scoring load.
3: Yeah, one of the best three-point snipers in the entire league this season. Just one of the most efficient jump shooters this season, Grayson Allen. Um, but again, I will say with Chris, the only reason uh, he was away from the team. That's why he didn't get tested. Who knows if Grayson's just chilling at home and he hasn't been to the practice facility to get tested.
2: Who knows? It's hard to say, you know, I wonder. Because was Chris that late of a scratch when he missed his first game with illness? I
3: believe he was. It was like afternoon. Because Grayson's, wasn't
2: it like right before? So maybe he was there. Who knows? I mean, we'll, we'll figure it out. Obviously. It's easy to be a worrywart right now. I mean, COVID is bopping across the NBA. Especially with the
3: Hornets having four players enter health and safety protocols. In- Immediately after their Bucks game, where Giannis and Lamelo swapped jerseys and the team took Lamelo's jersey
2: away from Giannis. I will say, the ban on jersey swapping just seems dumb to me. Wait, is that a thing? Yeah, then it, well, it was, and clearly they took the jersey away, but for a while they banned it because COVID. And it's like... Guys are running and jumping into each other. Like I know you want to lessen risk. I get it. I don't know if that's like he, he's already touched that dude. Right. Like it's like oh okay yeah he was he was totally fine. They were that you can yell at a guy. You can fist bump, high five, again block shots, going for a loose ball, all of that. COVID will never transfer during basketball, of course, because it respects the game. That's not true. That was sarcasm. To be 100 clear. But the jersey swap, then it's like, okay, we're not playing anymore. And now I'm going to, in fact, it's, it's kind of dumb, but whatever. Um, it was a cool moment that, of course, during the pandemic now is like crappy, which is unfortunate. But yeah, hopefully the Bucks are unscathed, but it's, it's tough out here right now.
3: It is. Hopefully, we wishing wishing Grayson yeah. the best. Hopefully, it's not, yeah.
2: obviously. And hopefully all the Hornets guys and, and everybody else, of course, with, obviously with COVID.
3: Is that it with injuries?
2: No, George Hill. Oh, yeah. Duh. Oh, my George God. Hill. This, team is, this uh, team is banged up. It's We're back to six names on the injury report. And, again, it's like all of them would slot in as rotation players, at least a little bit, right? Like, it's six important players. Yeah, I think cracks
3: the rotation.
2: Yeah, most teams. Um, you can make the case. But a right knee hyperextension. He was also a pretty late scratch, if I remember right, for Saturday's game. He is also questionable for... Uh, Monday night's game against the Cavs, and again, I, I do feel like not to downplay whatever injuries are happening, but we just know the Bucks are going to be cautious in this time of year. So, would not surprise me if this was again something where they're saying, "Let's just we'd rather be safe than sorry, George. We've we've we'll just play the two way guys and and get through somehow. Don't worry about it." But um, again, the fact that those three Grayson Hill and Giannis are all questionable at least lead you to believe that none of their injuries are that severe, but we'll find out.
3: Yeah. If George Hill is out for a game and then questionable the very next game, that leads you to believe that it's not a super serious injury. He's already missed one game. He missed that Hawks game uh, last month, I believe, with uh, some sort of lower limb injury. It's just he's he's old. He's yeah.
2: old. <laughs> yeah. And especially early in the year when Drew and Chris were like swapping being out, he had a lot of load that I, I bet the Bucs didn't really expect him to be carrying at this point in the season or ever, if I'm being honest. Like, obviously, they didn't sign George thinking he's going to start games and take a bunch of shots. So totally fine to give him a couple games off. I mean, make yeah, sure. he,
3: he started half the games for the Bucs. Yeah.
2: Season. Yeah. Like he's really played a much bigger role than than anticipated. And how old is he? Thirty four. Thirty five. Ah, thirty five. Thirty five. Turns
3: thirty six in May.
2: Hopefully it's a happy birthday during a fun playoff run for George.
3: Oh, it's May,
2: yeah, they'll still be in. Well, you got to remember, we're back to normal now. It's the yeah. finals. Of, the finals being over by early June, it's going to be delightful. Yeah, the last playoff run said. was going on for. Okay, I know, I know. I, I mean, I certainly agree.
3: Um. Okay. Now are we done with yeah. The injuries? Yeah,
2: we're finally done with injuries. We can talk about the new guys now.
3: Okay. Let's start with. Uh, let's start with the guy that hasn't been covered yet. And that is uh, Wesley Matthews is back with the team. Uh, he Pull left one out,
2: my guy uh, Yorgos.
3: <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> he's got uh, uh, what a what an exciting Bucks tenure for Yorgos Kalentzakis.
2: I wish just, someone could just grab all the clips of us talking about Yorgos because the sheer disturbance when he was signed to a three-year deal. And we found out later it was a buyout rules thing, I think, the way they had to sign him. But especially now that he's been waived. And I was talking to Keith Smith, who covers the league um, for really well, uh, a lot of teams. But the way the rules are written to prevent cap circumvention, they cannot sign Yorgos to a two-way. Nor can he even sign with the G League itself and play for the herd. Like, he cannot be Bucks affiliated at all. Because he has more than 50k in guaranteed money, and that's like the magic cutoff there. So he doesn't seem like he's coming back. I mean, unless the Bucks want to break some more NBA rules, which maybe they will. We've seen it before. Penalties aren't that steep. There. Yeah, yeah, you can do whatever you want. Um, but I don't know if Yorgos is the guy you want to push the envelope on.
3: Uh, you know, what's? A, I don't know this for a fact, but we might have spent more time talking about Yorgos <laughs> than he spent on an NBA court. He has spent a grand total of 48
2: minutes on the NBA court. Oh, I bet we've talked about Yorgos. If, if you count off-pod, easily. Oh, easily. Pod, I'm probably. even talking on.
3: Yeah, uh, On-pod, so I think, probably. Uh, he's amassed a grand total of 16 points, uh, four turnovers. Uh, he committed eight fouls. He a steal, a block. He had eight total rebounds. Go off, Yorgos. Uh, 50% from three. Career 50% from three in the NBA. Two of four. Three of seven on two is not great. Uh, 11 shots. What a career.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
2: Boogie has literally matched his entire career in his two bucks games. That's wild. (laughs) Nine rebounds, 18 points in two games, 26 total minutes for Boogie.
3: What a wild deal. Last overall pick, right? In the draft?
2: Yep, number 60.
3: Um, Acquired in that pick or acquired in that deal where they sent the 31st overall pick for these two seconds
2: and a future second. And
3: a future second, which is. I don't even know if that's future seconds that good. No, but yeah, that didn't go well. That
2: well, the trade, the trade might work out actually because of the it other might, guy. But it might. let's get back to West, who we haven't. We had, he's the one guy we have not talked about on a pod, I believe. Um,
3: after leaving the Bucks after the bubble
2: yeah. to go ring chase with the Lakers. Yeah, it did uh, not the Bucks work. Bucks won out. a title. Yeah, they did. And now he's back. The George Hill story. Except George yeah. did not choose to leave, but... No, George was very upset about leaving. Yeah, Wes was not, but maybe in retrospect he was, because here he is. Um, like Boogie was on the couch, and now is playing for the Bucks. At first, I didn't love this. I tweeted, I hope his deal is also non-guaranteed. Turns out it was, so there's some flexibility there with Wes, but, it, and, you know, I, I don't know how much he's going to provide offensively. He's Started off his Bucks his second Bucks tenure by shooting thirty three percent from the f- the field and from three would would not shock me if that's where he hovered for a lot of the year. I, I don't think we're gonna see too much from him offensively anymore. But I mean, just like a good valued defensive guard who you can get for, I mean, li- basically nothing. I mean, I guess the cost to see what you have in Yorgos, which is probably not a huge expense. I think right now it's pretty obvious he's better than Yorgos at NBA basketball. So, like, I don't think there's anything not to like about this. It feels like just like a very low floor, low ceiling. Like, let's just get another body. And when I really flipped around on it is when you go, like, count through the Bucks rotation. And you just assume Brooke and Dante are going to be out for a while. I ended up with Wes as my ninth guy. So you're really, you're adding a rotation guy for such a low cost. Like, why not? Like, you know, he can still play defense. He fits in with the team despite the leaving. He
3: really knows the team.
2: He knows the team. He knows how to play in this system. I think it's fine. Like, I'm not jacked like I am with Boogie, but I'm like, sure, why not get another rotation guy with a roster spot that, I mean, we had bemoaned it was, like, more or less useless. Like, Yorgos just was not going to play in the NBA this year.
3: No, absolutely not. Uh, I was the I was the one who uh, sort of uh, was wondering, hey, could they get him on a two way again? Uh, like you mentioned, in talking with Keith Smith, no,
2: um, no, and also I don't see the case for making a move with one of the other one of their current two way guys. Which I will-
3: mean, then what was the case for drafting? <laughs>
2: Well, they drafted him after one of the other guys. In fairness, but I think all those IG pictures with Thanasis were the case for drafting him. <laughs> uh, sorry, Thinassus. Uh Hopefully, you like Wes. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone likes Wes.
1: Yeah, what what are your no. thoughts?
2: What are your thoughts on Wes? Do you
3: like Wes? I think it's fine. I think it's fine. It's all right. Like, I had to put this in perspective. Like, I was we uh, pulling back the curtain a little bit in our GSPN uh, little group chat. We were talking like. We are just a little over a year removed from, Ty, you and I talking on this podcast about how we were upset that Wes Matthews was not playing more. And that's in reference to the uh, Heat series in the bubble, which also was like only like 13 months ago or 14 months ago. Absolutely absolutely wild. Yeah, that's nuts. So it's not that out of the realm of possibility to see him in the rotation, especially because we were upset that he's not playing more so he could defend Jimmy Butler. Like, if you can get a type of guy like that where you're not even have to guarantee that he's in the rotation, like you said, if he's the ninth guy, that's good. That's fine. Yorgos is doing nothing besides being TA's friend. Yeah. So what else? What do you have to lose? He's a. He seems like a good guy. He's a good player. Wisconsin guy helps with the PR. Yeah. Plus, he just might actually be good. Who knows? You can take these chances.
2: Well, yeah, and it's one of those two where – how many great guard defenders are on this roster besides Drew? Dante when he's healthy, which is why I alluded to there being a comparison there earlier. But otherwise, you look up and down, George Hill is good. I don't think he's clamping guys regularly. He's passable. He's, he's fine. I think Wes is a guy, though, who now, if you really want to put someone in a torture chamber, you can check out Drew and check in Wes for the, you know, whatever, six, 16 minutes, whatever it is that Drew is not on the floor. And go, okay, now you go make that guard's life hell. Like, it's a useful thing. Like, that's what he brings, you know. The threes will fall. He's going to do the arrow once in every three attempts or so, probably. Did you, did
3: you see on the Bucks broadcast that he wanted to retire the arrow celebration? But then everyone's like, oh, are you going to be shooting arrows? So he brought it back.
2: <laughs> that's awesome. I will say, I think last year's Lakers, not as nice of an offense to play in probably as this year's Bucks. So maybe he creeps As evident
3: up- by this year's Lakers. <laughs> yeah,
2: seriously. Um, so maybe he creeps up closer to like 36, I think, percent that he shot with the Bucks last time. I think he was around 33 last year with the Lakers. So if he's like 35% from three and playing really good defense, that's helpful. There was a discussion. Can he replace or replicate PJ Tucker's role? I think on guards, I don't buy him really... Well, I think on Butler. I think on LeBron, he's okay, but I don't know. I mean, that's just really a non-issue now. I don't think the Lakers are getting out of the West, I guess. And their one remaining game, I guess we'll see if the Bucks throw him on LeBron or not. But, but KD, I just think... And I was trying to articulate this on Twitter, and Twitter is Twitter, but... like. I think P.J. is longer and a little bit stronger than Wes. And I think that's why he made for a good P.J. Tucker or a good Kevin Durant defender. I, I like Wes on strength more than either speed or finesse. And I think K.D. is such a finesse player that I'm just not sure if Wes can get enough into his airspace to bother him. But he is, I will say, Wes's similar height to P.J. Tucker Obviously known as a tenacious defender. I think it's like one of my look, my view on him vis-a-vis KD is like, it's not the end of the world. If he ends up on KD on a possession, you're not freaking out, but I don't think he can do what PJ did. And I know there's this like, KD still scored 50 and all this, but like, there's levels to this. Like he had to work really hard to score 50. I don't know if West could push him as hard as PJ. I don't think so, but we'll see. I guess I guess we'll see. I mean, maybe that's a a regular season experiment to have if you're the Bucks.
3: And especially the way the Bucks guard KD is, they do it by they they have rotations, right? Like they don't just stick one guy in him the entire time. They switch it up. They throw Giannis on him. They throw like last year. i was talking about they threw PJ. They threw Giannis. They threw Chris. They threw True. Uh, Pat Connaughton was on him for a couple possessions. Uh, Those those didn't end that well, Um, but if Wes ends up on him, like you're saying, it's all right. Like he's not going to do any worse than anyone else is going to do.
2: Yeah. And I think,
3: like, is he going to be do worse than Chris?
2: Yes, I think so.
3: Chris is a little longer.
2: Yeah. I think Chris is actually a sneaky. Okay. KD defender. I this think has do- blocked
3: KD's shots before. I remember this distinctly from when KD was on the Warriors. It was, I believe, the first game of the uh, or the first Warriors Bucks game of the Bud era, where the the Bucks absolutely smashed the Warriors in. Uh, is it still at uh, Oracle? At that I think point? it was. I think it was. I think it was still yeah. at Oracle, and it was like Giannis gave the post game like "We've arrived" sort of thing. Hell yeah! Uh, KD, I remember that or, game. KD had his shot blocked by Chris like two times in that game.
2: Chris is like okay he's six eight. He's a small or maybe six seven now, but whatever. He's he's long. But I think like Wes certainly I'd probably prefer him over Grayson, someone like that. Yes. Um,
3: or even even a good defender like Dante.
2: Yeah, just because Dante's a little too small. He's small. Yeah. Um but I think Wes is kind of small too. But and we'll see like is number thirty seven play or Shemi playable by then or not? D- hard to say. I think he still, to me, seems like an okay option to sponge some KD minutes. But if he just can't do any offense, then maybe not because then you're probably giving away too much on the other end. But I think I keep coming back to it with Wes. It's like he's just better than other alternatives just right now in general. He's better than Dante because Dante can't play. He's better than Yorgos because Yorgos wasn't going to play. He's better he than, also probably, can't play. Yeah. He's better than Teague, probably, in the aggregate, although Teague had the one game. But I think generally those Jeff Teague minutes that I was pulling my hair out about during the last postseason run, Wes probably fits into those a little bit better. He doesn't bring the ball handling, which maybe is good because I didn't really enjoy Jeff Teague's ball handling in the playoffs all that often. And also, It it worked out enough. Also, he's better than Jordan Wara has been. And I think really, in addition to Dante's injury, that has a lot to do with some of these moves. Jordan Ward's just not, not found to be trustworthy anymore. I mean, we're talking about new players, but I think this is a big part of why we're seeing new players. I mean, Javante Smart played like 30 minutes in a game Jordan Ward played two minutes in. Like, that's a scary sign for Jordan Ward. Javante Smart is a two-way player who's been in the Bucks org for like a week, and he got all that run. Like, it's not, not even, going well. Is it a week? It's about a week probably when he played that game. Yeah.
3: Just what an absolute wild ride. Like this is, it's very uncommon for a team to go through this many roster moves uh, at this time of year. Yeah. Uh, It's usually like,
2: we're not even to the trade window yet. Exactly. exactly. It's like
3: middle of December till the trade deadline is sort of when teams start making moves. We saw when the Bucks acquired George Hill, his first go around that was middle of December because the trade window opened up. It's very, very uncommon for teams to make moves during this window. Uh, but it's like we talked about with all the injuries, it's out of necessity. And also this team, they don't really have a lot of trade assets. No, like, It's Dante and you have, you're giving zero info. It's not like GMs are going to trust like, oh yeah, he's on a time. He's ahead of schedule. <laughs> yeah. They're going to say like, oh man, I definitely want to trade for him now. Uh it's you. You don't really have any tradable assets. You can't trade a first round pick until like the world explodes. You don't have any second round picks for like the next ten years. <laughs> I mean, these are both factually incorrect, but they're basically correct.
2: Yeah, um, yeah, essentially. And to be clear, the trade window is not when trades become legal. It's when newly signed players are eligible to be traded. So that's December when 15th. December fifteenth. December fifteenth. And some of them are later, depending on exactly how they signed or what they signed. But most players in the league. Will be trade eligible by December or on December fifteenth. So then, like, there's talk that maybe that's when Ben Simmons trades could open up more. All this kind of stuff. I forgot about that. Yeah, that's still a thing. (laughs) Fun fact. But the we don't get those daily uh, Woj shams updates anymore. I kind of
3: I kind of forgot it's a thing. Those sort of reminded uh, me that that happened.
2: We were getting to the point of like Woj reporting the Sixers hacked Ben Simmons' better health. Like we were getting (laughs) out of control. With the amount of up Ben is in the building, but not in the same room as it's like, OK, what are we tracking him? Does he have GPS? Like, what is whatever? Anyway, I think the injuries are part of the reason we're seeing these moves. I think badness also part of the reason Rodney Hood. I'd seen some promising signs, but also that's not going great either. And I think some of this is like, let's filter in some of these, you know, vets who either have or have not been on the Bucks before and see if they can do better. And so far, the signs are like, yeah, they probably can. I mean, we'll see more on West. He's only played one game. Boogie, the other big addition, has played two games. Boogie looks awesome. Like, Boogie is passing really well. He's okay defensively. He's attacking mismatches on offense. He's letting threes fly. Like, he's only two for six against Miami in his 11 minutes, but he had three offensive boards, two assists. He got in foul trouble. Yeah, he had three fouls in that that quick spell. But he had – oh, no, I'm looking at the Nassas. He had four fouls. But he still scores 11 points. Like, he's just productive. I mean, he shot eight free throws in 11 minutes. Like, he just does stuff that some of these other guys are not doing.
3: Exactly. Uh, Back to Rodney Hood. Here's a fun stat. Uh, Wes Matthews and Rodney Hood have blocked the same amount of shots for this buck season. And it Uh,
2: happened in the same game. It did. (laughs) One. <laughs> it's it's been rough for Rodney, man. I really thought that this could be like. And him there's still time. The to be there's, clear, there's there's still time, but he's shooting 31 percent from two. He hasn't missed a free throw though. Uh
3: yeah, he's got a solid uh. Uh nine attempts this season.
2: Yep, nine for nine, eleven <laughs> for thirty nine on threes, six for nineteen on twos which coincidentally is also exactly what Shemi Ojale is shooting on twos, which is a terrible number for a big forward to be shooting on twos.
3: Yeah. So basically what we're trying to say is these guys that they were trying to rehabilitate, it's not looking too great right now, as of right now. So yeah. if you want to like make a regular season push, get that number one seed, which by the way, they're only like a game and a half back from. Um. It's just – You got to go out there and make these moves. You got to go out there and get these before other teams sign them, too. Like we're saying, the Bucs don't really have ample opportunity, like I was talking about earlier, to make trades because they don't really have any tradable assets. So if you're going to sign guys, you got to sign them early. Otherwise, they're going to go out the wayside. They're going to get other deals.
2: I really think that Boogie could be on the heat right now if the Bucs had waited another week. Because once we found out Bam was going to miss, like, five to six weeks or whatever it is, like, literally, their center depth is Dwayne Deadman and then Yurt? Someone yeah, named over, Yurt?
3: Oh Yurt 7.
2: Yeah. Yurt 7, that's what it is. Thank you. Like, I, I've not heard of If I haven't heard of an NBA player, chances are he's not very proven. Um, and I don't know much about Yurt 7, clearly.
3: He's not that good.
2: Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> we can say that. Um, that's a good I, point, though.
3: Like, he, he might honestly be on the Heat.
2: Yeah, he would help them. Like, he's helping the Bucks right now. I think especially with Giannis struggling with injuries and obviously Brook Lopez being out for extended time. And the other part of it is, like, guys who even on this team wouldn't have opportunities. The two-way guys, I mean, Mamu in these last two games has looked like an NBA player, which is a lot. Like, we talked about this on our live stream. That's a lot to ask for from the rookie 54th overall pick. And he also, like Boogie, only two for six against Miami, one for three from deep. He started. He started this game, chipped in seven rebounds and three assists, continues to move the ball pretty well. You know, the shooting wasn't ideal, I think. But he had, again, he had another nice dunk. Like he's finding lanes to the rim and and just finishing with power, which is great to see. Him and Bobby have some nice front court chemistry in terms of passing. The defense is a little sus, but <laughs> yeah.
3: offensively, those two have a good uh, good feel for the game.
2: Well, and honestly, you know, you talk about what Boogie adds. Uh, how good is this for Sandro? I mean, I know we talked to him. I talked to him about learning from Giannis and, and Bobby, and that's great. I think Boogie, the way he passes from the traditional post, I think that's going to be really good for Mama, who's obviously already a good passer. But talk about another big guy to, like, just sponge info from. Like, Adam and Jordan, I know they talked about this on their pod after Boogie signed. I I think we we jumped so quickly to, like, looking at his degree of washedness. It's worth remembering, like, he was one of the best 10 to 15 players in the league for, like, five years.
3: All-NBA first team votes.
2: All-NBA second team twice, I think. Like yeah. Like that, I mean, that says you're top ten. Obviously, the center position thing makes it difficult, but in their top, top
3: two center, <laughs> yeah, in
2: a top two center for at least two years, all stars, I think four different times, like really like an elite player in this league, and he's showing why he was. Now he's not all the way there anymore, but there's still some helpful stuff. So I think you look at it. I'd be hard pressed to say Boogie and West won't be in the rotation for the rest of the season. I mean, we'll see. How healthy Dante can get. And really, the I remember before the season we talked about the three-headed monster, I guess, of Shemi, Hood, and Wara. And like, can one of those guys, you know, be the guy? So far, it looks like no. Maybe no. it's just maybe <laughs> it's just Boogie and they're just gonna be bigger. Yeah. We were wondering,
3: can one of these guys pop? No. <laughs> Apparently no. not. Not so far. No. <laughs>
2: Let's see uh, What's more. Is War shooting the same percentage on, on twos? No, he's if not. If he is, that's ridiculous. Okay. No, he's 43% from two, a little bit better. Actually, 36% from, from three as well. His issue is like, can't really he hold on to the basketball.
3: He can't do anything else. Yeah. We were talking, like, at least I was saying, like, his offensive scoring ability is good enough that he should be able to play. I take that back. I really do well, take the crazy that back. That,
2: no, I think his defense has been okay. I think his issue is just like you try to push the ball down the court and he just like loses it out of bounds or hands it to the other team. Like he loses it on drives. He's shooting okay, but not well enough. Like if I told you Shemi was shooting 36 percent from three and 43 percent from two, it's like, great, perfect. Like he's a defensive first player who's really proven there. War has been like good to solid defensively. And just a train wreck on offense, like literally not been playable because he's just like gumming up the offense so bad, which seemed impossible. Like that was his whole thing. He was a gunner, a sharpshooter, looked great in the Olympics at times. And I don't know what's been going on this year, but it just has not shown up.
3: I think uh, I think Lisa Bogdan, also fantastic. Yeah, I she's not
2: get over just how incredible she's stepped in for Jim.
3: And it was nice to have Jim back on the broadcast
2: last night for <laughs> It was so good, man. Oh, I miss him. Yeah. I love Lisa. Yeah. Miss Jim.
3: Yeah, just get all three of them. That's what I'm trying to say, Bucks. Come on, money making idea right there. Um, but yeah, Lisa was saying, like, this is Lisa and Marcus were saying, like, this is, this is the difference with NBA basketball. You can look good in any sort of exhibition in the Olympics and preseason, as good as you want. The NBA minutes are different. And that's why they were so impressed with Javante Smart. Oh, perfect transition. Oh, thank you. I uh, worked on that one. Um, who, like you were saying, has been in the Bucks organization for about a week and is playing 30-plus minutes against the Miami Heat and not looking bad. Or under, just a
2: shade. 28 minutes, minutes. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: And not looking bad. Not looking bad at all. My first impression of him, I am obviously a little more unfamiliar because I am not as in touch with the G League uh, as you are. But one, he is a big guard. He is a big guard. 6'4, I think, is underselling him a little bit. He seems a little bit taller. I was trying to like figure out, like, oh man, why is he I thought he was a point guard. Why does he look like kind of like a two-three? Uh, but he just he moves fluidly. He can handle the ball well. He looked good. He looked like he belonged in an NBA court. Given there are a lot of moments. Where he was just like, okay, Chris and Jura, Chris or Drew is on the floor. I'm not doing anything. If even if I have a penetration lane, I'm just kicking it out. <laughs> like, there were a couple of times where he had opportunities to drive, and he was just like, nope, I'm giving the ball to Chris because that is my safety blanket in offense, uh, which is you know fair. So again, first NBA game. It's going to be a little a t- little bit of a little yeah. bit of nerves, but you look good. You seemed like you needed to hit some shots. You kept trying. I uh, eventually he did get a three to fall, but I'm impressed. I'm very impressed.
2: Yeah. I think he's one where right now the box score stats don't look great. Like his, his not, not a great shooting night, couple of turnovers, but he did look like he just fit in more. And that's one where he'll probably get more chances to play. And we'll see how those, those numbers adjust in larger samples. And certainly he had no issue scoring efficiently in the G league where he, basically scored 22 a night on 50-40-90 efficiency with Sioux Falls. That was over a five-game sample, but it was his rookie year. Like, he really came on hot. I think it's a smart gamble. Like, Justin Robinson, two years older, was not really showing all that much on the NBA level. Just makes more sense to say, let's give this guy a shot. And I'm glad that the Bucks now are giving the two-way guys real opportunities. They kind of have to. But not entirely. Especially with Mamu. Especially with Mamu, like these are the kind of swing moves where you know everyone wants to think about: could this guy be a star? And obviously, that'd be great. That'd be awesome if Mamu is a star. But Jokic 2.0. <laughs> exactly. And, I mean, who knows? The near words of John Horst. But even just get a rotation player, right? Like build him up, build someone up like Pat, where maybe a guy like Javante Smart or Mamu is like on a three-year deal for like $4 million a year after they're a two-way and people around the league are like, oh, who the hell even is that guy? But the Bucks like him. He fits in the system. He's a good culture guy and he works on the game and he improves and all of a sudden you get to, and again, this would be an amazing outcome. But look at where we're at now with Pat where it's like he's going to opt out and like triple his salary if not more because he's really good. Like, I'm glad they're like proactively giving guys opportunities kind of having to, but I mean, if, they re- if, if Bud wanted to go full Tibbs and just play Vets a ton of minutes, he could have done that. And they didn't. They started Mamu instead of like Rodney Hood or someone like that. And it's just exciting. And they're really exploring opportunities. You know, they're not resting on the guys that they've had. So I think despite it being a challenging season and, you know, like having Yorgos in the first place was kind of an odd move, but whatever the reasoning was there, I think we're at a pretty good place here.
3: Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, uh, it's just like it's what the Miami Heat have been doing for the last couple of years. That's how you get a guy like Duncan Robinson. You pay a gazillion dollars and (laughs) just doesn't work out. That's not a good example. But they keep getting these guys. It's like, where did they come from? Uh, The first example was probably Hassan Whiteside. Yeah, it's like he sort of comes through the G League. Uh, I'm not naming good names right now.
2: Uh, well, even <laughs> guys now, like Max Strus lit up the yeah. box. That's a guy that they exactly. brought him along from the G League and then brought him up, and and he's now he's like a real player. And that's and like Javante Smart is taken from the Heat. Yeah, it's a good org to poach from. That's the thing about these G League guys. Like, if you're not in a two-way, you're available. Like, someone could come snatch up Wenyon Gabriel or Ray John Tucker right now, and it's someone probably will at least one of those guys, if not both. But you know, it's it's smart to be proactive with those spots, those two ways, especially cuz there's no tax hit, right? Like it's absolutely you can just shuffle through guys as long as you want. The new rules, you get 50 NBA games instead of a certain amount of NBA days. That's a lot of usage. I mean And it's and it's prorated from when you're signed. Yeah, right? but still I think it is, but I mean, I I, I think mean, you they're can't gonna... just sign a guy when you have 50 games left. Well, yeah, and you can't. I don't think you can. Like, yeah, because you can't just like release and get another 50 games out of the next guy. But I think Mamu's only played a handful of games. Javante obviously won. I think they're going to be available a lot if the Bucks do need them, and I'm sure we'll see them with the herd too. But I just think now after these moves, the roster makes a little bit more sense. Wouldn't shock me if we saw some more moves like. I don't know how long Shemi and Rodney Hood will be here if they continue to just not contribute. Do they try to sell early on Wara even, who I think is going to hit free agency? We'll see. But we know the Bucks. we always say the Bucks will be proactive. That was proven again this last week when they added basically two rotation players plus a promising two-way. And those guys are already playing and looking solid for the Bucks.
3: Yeah, they really are. Uh, should we just do like a, let's... Uh, since we're reevaluating the Bucks roster, should we go through our playoff rotations as of right now?
2: Sure. Oh, yeah. That's going to be fun. Let's do it.
3: Okay. At guard. I sound like I'm doing player intros. <laughs> I was, was uh, going to say,
2: whoa, we got some energy here.
3: So, obviously, you've got Drew Holiday. You've got Grayson Allen. I'm going to assume that – are we counting West as a guard?
2: Yeah. Yeah, okay. I would say.
3: I'm also, we're going to assume that everyone's healthy come play there, even if that's not
2: a fair... Including, including Brooke? Yeah. Okay. Including
3: Brooke. So, Dante and Wes and
2: George Hill. Are you, are you just side. asking me who the guards are? No, I'm... Oh, you're saying? Okay. I'm saying. Okay, so your guards are... Sorry, say it again. I was distracted. So, Drew, Grayson, Wes, George... Dante. Your rotation is huge. Yeah. Five guards.
3: Well, they're not all gonna play the same amount of minutes.
2: Well, I know. But okay, forwards. Forwards. We've got uh who we got,
3: we got Chris, we got Giannis, yeah. obviously. Uh, Bobby. Yeah. Bobby's a four. Sure. Pat.
2: Pat. And that's it. Yeah. So that's nine. And
3: then my bigs is Brook and
2: Boogie. So 11. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot of guys for a playoff rotation.
3: I'll, I mean, I'll do, yeah, I'll do some do...
2: caveats in mine. I'll do some caveats. Okay. So,
3: well, here can I do my caveat? Yeah, yeah,
2: first? do your caveats.
3: So, if Dante and Wes are looking around the same, one of them's gone.
2: Yeah, that's, yeah. Or Either, at least situational.
3: Yeah. I'm saying if they're putting in around similar similar levels of production, uh, both defensively and offensively, only one of
2: those guys is playing. It's going to be Dante as well. Yeah, I think he's younger. He's more athletic. Sure. I think it would be Dante. No,
3: no, I mean that's not that's not Bud's mo. I,
2: I Bud's think Bud likes Dante. I think Bud, likes Dante. I think Bud likes guy. <laughs> yeah, Dante's his guy. He, he likes West though. Dante played over West in the bubble when he absolutely shouldn't have. That's true. I think that's he true. would play over West now when he's proven more than than he did then. Um, I, I think my guards are mostly the same, if that's your guard caveat. Um, I obviously... So
3: realistically, I have four guards.
2: Drew and Grayson are obvious. And then George Hill, I think, is obvious. And then really, it's I think realistically, in the real world, it's whoever's healthier out of West and Dante. I think if they're both equally healthy, as long as he doesn't look super rusty, it's probably going to be Dante. But Wes is nice insurance, right? Like, what if something exactly. else happens? What if he doesn't get fully healthy? Like that's I think that's what Wes is for. Then the forwards, Chris and Giannis, of course, Pat, of course. Bobby situationally, also I think
3: I think Bobby's he solidified himself in. See, we had the opposite because he, take a little while ago. I know, but here's the thing. He's been playing the best basketball of his career. Yes, he awesome. He's been awesome. It's been really incredible. He's doing it offensively. He's doing it defensively. He's getting rebounds. He's being in the right spots. He's not getting picked on anymore. They've sort of mel- went to a scheme where he's not able to be exploited as much. They're not like just super deep dropping him, or they're not just like having him switch onto guards and, you know, try yeah. to get beaten. The Tatum game. That. That was, the exactly. Celtics
2: game was brutal.
3: They're not doing that anymore. So I think Bobby sort of solidified himself a playoff spot because those weaknesses that we saw that took him out of that Brooklyn series, I feel like he's sort of shored up those weaknesses a little bit.
2: I still think there's a situation where there can be a defensive-orientated forward who fits in here somewhere, whether that somehow ends up being Shemi, A lot of season to go, we'll see. You know, I know that like Rare Monkey in, in our Discord, one of the few people... It's not even an island, like, you know, standing in waiters on the chemie Ojalee Coral Reef, and there's not many polyps left there. But, you know, the, the case is like, well, he's still, the the calf is still bothering him or whatever else. So we'll see. There's a lot of season left, so potentially we'll see that. But TA potentially for very small spells just to defend? I don't know. I think there's room there, though. I think with some of the teams they're going to play, namely Brooklyn. I think we'll fi- we'll see one other guy at least get chances. And maybe that's a roster move player. I guess we'll find out. And then center, Brooke, hopefully. And then Boogie. I'm to the point where I want to see Boogie in almost every game. I don't know. I just I think, think he's yeah. looked so good. Like I think we're also in that new period where it's like we want to see him. honeymoon phase. Yeah. We're yeah. in the
3: honeymoon phase with Boogie where it's
2: like, oh, I wanna I wanna see
3: him. I wanna More see what he can do. That's yeah. Boogie. Yeah. Yeah, I want I want him to start some games here and there.
2: Honestly, the fact that Sandro started over him is kind of funny, and I think part of it is I I think they like having Boogie and Bobby to go like give each other rest and stuff, but um, he's looked good, even if it is like limited spells, although I think there will probably be some teams where he just doesn't play, but we'll see. I mean, the way he's looked so far, the way he's been able to live on defense and if he gets a small guy, really just automatically take that guy to the paint for two points offensively. With the passing and maybe the shooting. It's pretty intriguing. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah. It's pretty intriguing. Plus he's just like like also I don't think this has been talked about too much. He's just like a bully. Yeah, he is. He's strong and he's he looks good physically.
3: Yeah. Like he, he's sort of uh he's sort of trimmed down a little bit oh, yeah. out of necessity because yeah. he had a very large frame that contributes to lower leg injuries. Yeah. Uh yeah, that was rough. I don't bad. know
2: how he did what he did when he was that way. Honestly, dude, I, mean, I don't know how he like. I don't know how you make it. What do you have an ACL and an Achilles? Like yeah. I don't know how you make it back from both of those to keep playing. That's incredible. After like all, all the earnings and everything, that's why I think it's underrated. Like when he talked about what the Bucks process with him was like before he was signed. Like they, he, the way he made it sound, it was like an extensive workout. Like the Bucks were like, we're gonna make sure that you're ready for this. And then they also had an extensive like expectation setting conversation, so everyone would be on the same page and make sure that Boogie was really down for this kind of role. And so far, it all looks great, and it just looks like a good process and a good result.
3: Yeah. What's well, like? I know Bucks fans have been clamoring for a guy that's just like not going to take any BS. He's Boogie's, he's Boogie's a, not a good, good enforcer,
2: dude. He is a yeah. good enforcer.
3: I'm telling you, this this comp is getting better and better. Greg Monroe. Yeah. Like, Greg Monroe like was not taking anything from anyone. And uh, he was, like, a, the best passer from the center position. Uh, yeah. Like, he could do it. The he was, like, guy a three-assist guy. Yeah. Exactly. So, I don't know. This cop is getting better and better. Why not just just bring back Greg Monroe as an assistant?
2: Or <laughs> I had thought about Greg Monroe for a while when they really needed a center. That was one of the I think he's in the G League right now. Like he's very is available. He? I think he is. Oh, I wow. think he's I think he's staging a comeback. But um Let's go. I'm rooting good, for him. Yeah, good luck, Greg Monroe. Um, but yeah, Boogie is Boogie has been good. So I it's funny because I think on the way in, we were like, no way he's a playoff guy. Like my expectation was sponging regular season minutes. And by the end of the first game, I was like, "He better play every game. I need, I need Boogie in my life."
3: Uh, also, another thing on Boogie, just I don't know. We're just talking about the Boogie it Pod. Yeah, um, like there was a stretch where you we talked about earlier. He had like three fouls and like a little bit of the spell. He got called for another one, and he's just like sort of getting really upset. And Chris is sort of like, "DC, come on, it's okay." <laughs> like Chris is, Chris is that guy though. He is that because guy. He, he was that guy with like, uh, even the, with Bobby, with Bobby yeah. in the finals. Where it's just like settle the F down. Yeah. That like was great... we're talking about like guys where are they gonna fit into the Bucks culture? The Bucks culture is real. Yeah. Like they they do not take anything. Like Giannis has said in the past, him and Chris, they root out all the a-holes. Yeah. They they don't take anything, but they don't I, take anyone that's out of line.
2: And I know you're not saying this. I was never very worried about Boogie like taking No, the not bus. at all. I, I don't think not he's a all. problem. I think the Clippers enjoyed having him. I think the Warriors, he was good. Every there. team that's yeah. had Boogie has said they've loved Boogie. Except I mean the Kings are the Kings, and that's the Kings I, just didn't want to I, pay in the Supermax. Well, also, I can't believe George Carl didn't get along with a star player. We've never seen that before in Milwaukee. Ray Allen, who is uh, adored by everyone, who also got traded away by George Carl for yeah. no real reason. Like that's <laughs> what George like, Carl does. Yeah, Carmelo Anthony. Ex-
3: <laughs> um uh, Boogie with the uh, Grant Napier, the, the kid. That was
2: by. that was excellent. If you're unaware of this, like during I wanna say one of the the more I more just a, a period of more awareness on, on Black Lives Matter and similar things. Boogie just like innocuously, what did he ask him about just, Black Lives Matter? Just, was that it? Or? He
3: literally added Grant Napier and he was like, "What are your thoughts on Black Lives Matter?" That's it. That was the tweet. And I, then Grant had he he was he was hooked. He was absolutely. It was he, he tweeted he a response that I'm not going to say because I don't want to give it any credit. But he immediately lost his job. <laughs>
2: and and Boogie knew exactly what he was doing. Exactly. Boogie knew. exactly. Oh, there's an NBA.com statement on this.
3: Yeah, so I like I said, I don't want to give his response any any credence, so I'm not going to say it. But I remember what it was. Yeah, but, yeah. uh Boogie, boogie. He, he seems like he knows what he's doing, and he knows how to get it. <laughs> like, that was incredible! Incredible work by Boogie. He seems like a good culture guy. Why not? If you're going to have someone complain to the reps, like why not have it be a guy? who has a history of complaining to referees and sort of has that credibility. And also, if he's a guy that gets a tech, all that's going to happen is he's going to fire up the team. It's not like he's the star player anymore and he gets ejected. That's the team's downfall, you know?
2: Oh, yeah. All he's going to do is fire up the rest of the team. No, I I honestly think, like, Bobby has gotten so good and important that having a different big guy who can push over Chris Paul – Is essential and Boogie hates Chris Paul. It's perfect. Boogie hates racism and Chris Paul. And who cannot get on board with that platform? What is there to dislike? Like when Bobby came in and we said, Hey, listen, this guy punched Nikola Miritich in the face. That's a beautiful thing. Boogie hates Chris Paul and racism. What could you not like about that?
3: Exactly. This is a clip for sure. This is a social clip. but yeah, just uh, I we can't get enough of the boogie experience. Even though we just went through our playoff rotations, we're just like we managed to talk about boogie again. Um, yeah, I don't really know, I don't know where the to tweet
2: go. is just so good. I just looked up his it's so Boogie's good. tweet. Just it's like, I know I where, right? he
3: just added him and just at Grant asked him what your
2: show. What's your take on BLM? Question mark and and then apparently after he posted, that's exactly what I expected you to say.
3: <laughs> Did he really say that? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I love this
2: move. I'm trying I to I got I got to find that tweet, but I, I read there was literally an NBA press release that that has this detail. Um <laughs> Cousins who has been criticized by Napier in the past. This guy was pretty vicious to Boogie. Yeah. I think a lot of people were that he couldn't carry the Kings, which literally no one has done for the last 20 years, but
3: might be a Kings problem.
2: Yeah, it might be a Kings problem. Um so Cousins posted that Napier's response was expected. This is in an NBA press release. Former Kings forward Matt Barnes then called Napier a closet racist, also in the press release. So uh, other people had takes, too. That's enough Grant Napier talk for the rest of the year and probably the existence of this podcast. Yeah. But shout what out to also,
3: I, What a bad, iconic line. If you don't like that, then you don't like NBA basketball.
2: Like, I think it's Kings basketball, right? No, His he did version? NBA as well. Oh, really? Oh.
3: Yeah. Just like, okay, sure. Don't tell people what to like. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, well, we're we're caping for Boogie a lot, for a guy. Do we also quick quick rapid fire both Wes and Boogie? Do they make it past the guaranteed date? Both of them. Yes.
2: I'll say quick, yes. Just rapid fire. I'll say yes. Okay. I'll say yes. I'll say yes too. I think so. I think so. they could be
3: important. Well, I, I just wonder like if how you, are you going to do any better?
2: I, I guess da- Dante. That's the one. Yeah, but that's that's not the gonna one I, the I roster see. Roster well, tax, tax. Our, our our old friend of the show, luxury tax savings. Like no,
3: vet uh, don't count against luxury tax.
2: Uh, I don't know about that. I'm i think They sure. do. I think they do. I think it's. I think it's less, but I think they still count against it. I'm pretty positive. Um, because if they didn't, then teams like the Bucks would have three maxes and twelve vet contracts. I think. I don't know if all of the deal does, but I'm I'm pretty positive some of it does.
3: Yeah, you might be right.
2: Yeah. But um the It doesn't
3: kinda gets the cap, like the hard cap. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Um but the one scenario is if Dante comes back and looks good, that could nuke Wes's role, basically. But I don't think there's gonna be another roster move where they would need the spot because that of course is way before the trade deadline, the guaranteed date, January seventh, I think. And way before the buyout market really starts in like March. So I I don't I I'd be hard pressed to find another free agent who they'd be like, Oh yeah, we'd waive Wes Matthews for this guy. So I really think Robin it'd be Lopez. Wes Honestly I'm telling you, I, bring I, back the entire crew. I see all the posts about Robin now and, and I think people are saying a trade of like Shemmy and Hood would work or something like that. It
3: technically works, but I don't know why the magic
2: would do that. Yeah, they wouldn't. Um the Bucs found the backup center. I don't think they need another center. Even with Brook out for a while, I don't think you need more centers. I think you need another four who can play. But between Giannis... Bad young
3: isn't happening, by the no, way. No, I don't he's think so. out. Which which that would be some awesome. Team tra- some team is trading for. Yeah I, th-
2: yeah. I think that's what the Spurs want. They're not really using him for that purpose.
3: And he's made it very clear that he's, he's not happy about
2: it. Same with <laughs> so John Wall.
3: Yeah. It seems like uh, those two... Both of those guys are meeting ends with their teams relatively soon. Yeah. Um, John
2: Wall, future Buck. What about Kevin Love? Oh yeah. I don't think they're going to get rid of him, but he's been showing Kevin some signs of life five. this year. Yeah, probably is now. Um, but I think between Boogie, Giannis, and a little bit of Bobby, I think they're probably good at the five. I think another four and would with help a lot. Hopefully, Brook returning. Yeah, especially if Brook is back by end of season, like the Bucks are saying they would, they would like to see. Or they're saying that they expect, obviously. They would like that to see that. it might happen. Yeah, That's yeah, what they're saying. yeah,
3: Um I don't know what other roster moves could be made. I know, like I just mentioned, John Wall's been linked to the team.
2: Uh, I'm no longer Somehow. in on Gary Harris. No, Gary, no, no, no. Can't play anymore. That man
3: hasn't been able to play offense in three years.
2: Yeah, it's it's tough. Sorry, and it's Gary. It's Tory
3: Craig 2.0. Like, why?
2: That might actually be insulting to Tory Craig, which sounds wild, but... Yeah, you're right. I'm like sorry. that might even be mean to Tory. Who I I have a pension of being mean to Tori, but that might be a little too much.
3: Yeah. Um I don't think there's any other real moves that can be made,
2: right? I mean, I forgot about West, so maybe there's someone else out there like that, but I don't know who it would be. Kyle Corver? God, I hope not. Sorry, um, Kyle.
3: Bring just bring back the band trade for Bledsoe.
2: Uh You know? You know what? Let's follow up on this, because we argued about this. How's Bled doing for the 12 and 12 LA Clippers?
0: Let's see. Oh, that's true. Let's see.
2: Nine points per game, 27% from three. 48% from two is not bad. Nine points, four rebounds, 3.5 assists, two turnovers. Started 22 of their games. It's not terrible. Below league average point guard.
3: Yeah,
2: maybe maybe average. I assume the defense is still pretty good. He's maybe, been
3: he's been pretty good defensively.
2: Maybe maybe, maybe around average, probably below. What did not, I say? I wanted Wall. Ball. I said I wanted Wall. Yeah, you wanted Wall. I guess we'll see if he plays. How that how that looks. I don't
3: know. He doesn't. Have the Rockets
2: don't want to play. It's sad. It's sad. It really is. It's sad. I mean, it's because I, I, it. compli- I, yeah, I get it. I yeah, I get it. I get it from the Rockets' perspective. But, like, you shouldn't be able to just get a guy and then, like, banish him. But, yeah. I, but then it's
3: also like, if you want to have a divorce, you got to give it up if you're John Wall, then.
2: Yeah. And of course, he doesn't he want to. Because he has a
3: massive. <laughs> he's like 45 mil, I think.
2: Yeah. Next year, mil? too. Yeah. It's two oh, years yeah. left. He's got two years on that thing. Well, this and next year, I mean. But. Yeah. A lot of money.
3: Just a wild contract.
2: Oh my God. DJ Augustine's throwing less than four points a game.
3: Yeah, I feel bad for DJ. But 40, 40,
2: 90. They're just not really playing him.
3: Yeah, they started playing their vets again a little bit, like Eric Gordon's hitting game winners.
2: Yeah, actually, there's a guy who I'm a little interested in.
3: He is too big of a contract.
2: Yeah, I know. It's like I, 17. I, I, don't, I don't think they would buy him out either.
3: No, no chance. What's he at? I think 17.
2: Uh, what's his name, Eric Gordon? Yes, it is.
3: <laughs> uh, Eric Gordon is making twenty one.
2: Yeah, he got a. That was Rock. like the last thing Maury did was give him a huge deal.
3: Oh yeah, Maury gave everyone except PJ Tucker the bag, and yeah. Won. And then PJ came to Milwaukee and got the ring. PJ
2: got his ring on Saturday. That was, was nice. That was nice. It was I, a good it was moment. Good. I was glad it the love is still there between him and yeah. the city.
3: Exactly. The, I'm okay the crowd if he seemed the team. to
2: really. Yeah, that's like. Who cares? I do sometimes, uh, too. I can relate.
3: Yeah. yeah. Like, I have a, enemies with the uh, uh, the injury <laughs> reports and stuff. It's Bucks all PR. part of the process. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Okay.
2: Just Bucks PR at large, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> on that note. You said it, not me. <laughs> I know. But on that note, probably time to wrap. I, yeah, it's probably, probably time to Now that we're declaring enemies, I think we're ready to call it a show.
3: <laughs> uh, Bucks PR, if you're listening to this, I do not want to be your
2: enemy. No, Uh, to be clear, at Bucks um, PR, come on the pod. I don't even know if there's an account called that. It it
3: hasn't tweeted in like four years, which is fitting. Uh, (laughs) uh, 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 We also planned for this to be like a 35 minute episode and it's like pushing an hour 10 now.
2: Well, see, uh, you know what? When I said, let's get a let's get a 30 minute. I was like, we'll probably keep it to an hour if we aim for 35 minutes. And it worked out perfectly.
3: It did work out perfectly. This is also why we do plugs up top. Um, but also, I can do plugs again. Sorry if it's is repeating myself. But make sure you are subscribed on your podcast platform of choice. Make sure you leave a five-star review. Ty, I know we have some five-star reviews. So
2: we should Big get news. one of those red. Big news. We're three away from 200. They've been oh, flooding in lately. Let's go. If you haven't left one on an Apple device, on Apple Podcasts, five stars. Please. We're getting very close. So... Here we go. We have a pile of them now. I love this. But five stars from GYJVV. I don't know how to pronounce that, but five star review, that's what matters. Perfect listen for any Bucks fan. Exclamation point. Great high energy start here. Such an amazing listen for any Bucks fans. A true podcast for the true fan. It's been exciting to see this podcast growth as we've gone forward. And the content continues to get better and better. Thank you guys for giving me a great place for Bucks content. You're welcome. Thank you for the yeah. very nice review.
3: That is a very kind review. It is very appreciated. It's nice to see. Like, also, it was great to see when Spotify wrapped, came out, just like
2: everyone Dude, tweeting. Dude, that us was like so their, cool. It
3: was so heartwarming. It was incredible. I almost wanted to start
2: crying. Like yeah. it,
3: was, it was emotional. Like, it means we truly do appreciate the support. So much. So that review, thank you. for
2: Thank you. It's like when I remember that day, I think I got mine first or something. And then I was like, oh, I should send a tweet to see if anybody had our show on theirs because that'd be neat to know. And I checked either my account or the Eurostep account. And I saw there was like two or three already up just like pretty early in the morning. And I was like, Oh, wow, this rocks. And then they just kept coming throughout the day. So I think at least one of us replied or at least retweeted and shared all of them. But that was awesome. So thank you to everyone who did that. And of course, who left a review, or if you're just listening and subscribed, wherever you listen, pod platform, YouTube, like, thanks for that, too. It all means a lot to us.
3: Yeah, it it really does. It also matters. Like, if you're listening, make sure you are subscribed. whether it be YouTube podcast platform of choice, make sure you subscribe. Also make sure you subscribe to the Substack, stack, gspn.substack.com. Uh, like Ty mentioned, you get an email notification every time we post plus articles written by all of us. So uh, make sure you subscribe. There are a lot of good work being done over on our Substack, I'm trying to grow that. So make sure you subscribe to that, please. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening to this episode. Uh, go Bucks. We'll talk to you next time.